Morning Show. Uh, hello, beautiful human. I am Zach. That is Dana. We welcome to the studio for the first time ever. Chloe. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you you believe in manifestation. I do. How old were you when you first found the secret? I was 12. There was this producer, the book, The Secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was 12, this producer, like, he brought one of his copies to my sister and I in the studio, and I took the copy for myself, and I was just reading it, and I was absolutely obsessed. I was absolutely obsessed, and, you know, we would vision board every year, and when I started seeing the things that were on my vision board were actually coming to light, I was like, oh, this is a thing. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I feel like when I was younger... I didn't let doubts kind of creep in to kind of stop manifesting things. Totally. But you were now doing that it without I'm, knowing. Yeah, but now that I'm older, it's not as easy because, you know, you start thinking about life and, you know, oh, maybe this won't happen because of this. So doubt starts creeping in a bit more. So I'm trying to go back to my younger mindset. There's some, I found it when I was 10 years old to my parents and it totally changed my life. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, there is something to being young. And naive and like very fearless yeah. and, and very much doing things without even like contemplating or like taking time to rationalize exactly. risk. You just believe. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And even like when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to be a performer, a singer, all that. I don't know how how I will be that, but I will get there. And I used to be, I still am, but I was like the biggest beehive stan <laughs> where when she would do interviews about Parkwood and having her own label and she was like, I'm going to have a boy band for my first, I would tell sis, I was like, no, we're going to be the first one signed. And look at that. And then another recent one that I realized, Dude. on one of my vision boards, I put a picture of Donald Glover and a script right next to his face and swarm. Damn. It works. Yeah. Because also, like, in addition to those vision boards, you're, like, thinking and feeling and understanding the smell and texture of what you want so you know where you're going, right? Yeah. Like, you have something to work towards. Exactly. I mean, I had no idea that you played a young Beyonce in a movie. Yeah, now that was crazy. That but, I couldn't plan at four years old. But, but like, that's, like, the universe <laughs> and something. It, it, yeah. But, but even when you got in here, you noticed that the cat pillow looks like your cat, Apollo. Apollo, and my like baby's that, with me. Yeah, that's a sign from the universe. Yeah, I'm right place, right time. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to discuss here. Yes. Your music is incredible. Thank you. Your music that you've made with your sister is incredibly special. Thank you. And just going back to being young and naive and really fearless, that's essentially how y'all started. Yeah. I mean, there is a sense of fearlessness involved in creating something from nothing and posting it to YouTube or like sharing anything that is vulnerable at a young age and like subjecting yourself to whatever that may be. Exactly. But you don't even know what it, like you don't calculate it all before you do it or do you? Yeah. So I grew up in Atlanta and my sister and I, we would just sing around everywhere. We would sing in our church dresses at clubs on the weekends. We would sing at these like galas and stuff. And everyone was like, oh, maybe start posting YouTube covers like just Justin Bieber got big from YouTube and we were like, but that's Justin Bieber. That won't happen with us, you know? So we kind of were like, uh-huh. And so one day, you know, Best Thing I Never Had by Beyonce came out and I was like, oh, I really want to sing this. And our older sister, Sky, she was like, okay, we're going to film it. Let's go in the basement. We filmed it. We kind of took all day with it. I was I was the one when we were younger who really took everything so serious. Like I was like, I'm determined. And sis would be laughing at me with how like crazy we would be like how can you 
compare it. Have you seen Cheetah Girls? Oh, remember Galleria Raven's yes. character? How yeah. she was like, "Girls, come on!" That was me as a younger girl. <laughs> I was oh, ODing it a bit, but I mean, it got somewhere. But yeah, and after we filmed it, we went to our parents like, "Hey, can we post this?" At first, they were against it because you know who wants to subject their black daughters online. Well, and the and, year is 2008. Like people yeah. don't even fully understand what YouTube is at this point. Yeah. It starts in like 2005, 2006. That's exactly. And, and but but it was at this moment like there were a couple other people and by a couple I mean a few other people doing covers and f getting some sort of traction. Yeah. And yeah, like I can't even imagine what your parents thought. Yeah, they were against it at first, but we like begged and my older sister and we begged and then the Ellen show called from that and then we kept going. They're like, oh, okay. And I even remember the cover that got Sis and I signed to Parkwood Pretty Hurts. You know, <laughs> that was one of the first ones we recorded and uploaded without their permission and we did it when they weren't home and they got home and they were like, you guys posted this without us seeing it. What? Oh my gosh, they were really mad at us. But then B called, technically emailed a week later and ha ha, <laughs> yeah changes your life yeah in like a very real way yeah but in a way that like you know i gotta say like artist development happens you signed to parkwood in 2013 mm -hmm. but you don't really release anything no ep comes until 2016 yeah what's going on in those three years in those three years we were experimenting with our sound figuring that out and I remember the first home that we were in in Los Angeles because we moved from Atlanta to L.A. We would just spend days and days at a time. You know, we would create a new song from scratch every day. I'd produce it and Sis and I would write it out and then I'd cut us and we'd have a new song every day. Now, a lot of them weren't very good. But that's yeah. the process. Yeah. But the first one that kind of made us go, huh, it was Drop. And I created the drop production off of Logic's like native sounds. I didn't even have any outside plugins at this time. So the 808 came from like, it was crazy, just from Logic itself. And then Sis had her electric guitar and it was like, no, 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 no. And we were like, oh, wait a minute. And it was like a little dark and haunted with our creepy harmonies. And we were like, okay, I think this is the way we're going to go with this. That's, hold on. Like, Parkwood signs you based on a cover, but at what point do you tell them that you guys have this ability to produce and write? And your dad's a poet. So like, obviously like that's sort of like, yeah, he's a good way with words. He's a good way. With, he's not like an actual poet, but he's great with words. Yeah. The, the ability to like share and express one's feelings yeah. and even put it to writing clearly is around you. But like, they, at what point do you tell them that like you have this aspiration to be more than just like, I don't know, like there's, they send something from a cover. That's crazy. Yeah. I have to give a lot of kudos to B for seeing that, you know? But they also give you the freedom to also, like, like develop. That's that's true. Very true. And, you know, we were just creating so much. And our A&R at the time, Teresa, we were, like, just bouncing ideas back and forth, sending the stuff we were making at home. And I remember when it first hit us that, oh, maybe we're actually good at this. Uh, Beyonce, she was having a writing camp and we were there and we played drop for her and she was like, oh my gosh, girls, this is it. This is the sound. And she brought SZA into the room and Dream into the room to listen to the song and everyone was freaking out. Like even Hit Boy, he was like, you produced that. And I was like, wait, people actually like what we're making. So it was in that moment where I was kind of like, huh, you know, how many songs in until you, you got that? Like how many, oh, how many days hundreds, in a row? Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. Like, 
what were you doing to that song that you weren't able to do to the others? Or what did you realize in that record that you didn't realize before? I think before? it was the 808s, to be honest. <laughs> I think it was the 808s, and I think it was us. Like, the song was about not wanting to turn a song off, but we personified it as a human being. So it felt more relatable than, you know, what 17 and 15-year-olds would really sing about. So I think it was at that time where, as we were getting older, it was like, okay, if that makes any sense. Of course. Yeah. What do you carry with you from that record that you apply moving forward? Oh, everything, to be honest. I think that was definitely the foundation. And I'm such a huge lover of, like, dance music and R&B and hip-hop. And my sis is a huge jazz head. So it was like we blended those two perfectly with that. And ever since, we kind of surrounded the sound around that, like making it like weird and dark. It's a great record. Thank you. Like that's, at what point did you know though, like in just making covers that you wanted to produce or that you had that like- like, Well, during the time while we were doing the covers, we were like working on our original music. Because we didn't just do covers just because we wanted to sing other people's songs. It was like in conjunction with us, you know, just trying to be seen as singers. And we would go around Atlanta and meet producers and sing for them like Polo to Dawn and like all of the big producers in Atlanta at that time. And of course, it's cool. We'd be in the room with them for a couple of days. But it's like at that time we were, what, 11, 9, what can 11 and nine-year-olds really sing and what grown men producers really want to produce that out, if I'm being honest. So it would be like, wow, you're so talented, you can sing, but it wouldn't go anywhere past that. So, you know, I have to give credit to my dad. That's when he was like, okay, um, if you don't know something, figure it out. Like he was very like, and I'm grateful for that because I feel like that's where my work ethic comes from now. Um, So that kind of really started it all. And I've always been such a huge fan of science and technology. I'm such a nerd. So that with my combination of music, you know, the producer in me came alive. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's really special. Yeah. I I forget. I think, so I really love building Legos. I just like building things. So it just feels like I'm building like a Sonic Lego. How is what you're building different when it's you and your sister compared to just you? It's a lot scarier because while I'm there like nerding out and making the beats or whatever, I would be like, what do you think, sis? Does it sound okay? And just having her constant reassurance, it. it does something. And like I'm... I get very nervous in the studio. I if I don't like having anybody in there unless it's me, the engineer, or whoever I'm creating with. Any extra people can get out. Because I'm like, that's when you're being most vulnerable, most open and raw. And, you know, we trust each other wholeheartedly. So I trust her input like, nah, that sucks. Or, oh, yeah, that's great. Keep going. So without her being there, it definitely put... <sighs> I had to believe in myself a bit more. And I'm the type of person, like if I'm in the studio producing with another producer, I would get the BPM from them, get the stems, and I'd put my headphones in. And then I'll put it on the aux once I felt it was good. (laughs) That's really special, what you and your sister have. Like that's something that you'll, I mean, you'll ne- you most likely, you can't have that with anybody else. It's absolutely impossible. It's very rare. It's very rare. I'm, you know, we're best friends. So the music is like almost like icing on top. It was like another way we just like play. 
<laughs> you know, growing up. Like I remember too in our playroom, like we had these little camcorders and we would make skits and film them and it was crazy. Like we just loved creating. What what do you bring out in her? You know what she brings out in you. Oh, I feel like you'd have to ask her that, but from what she's told me, she says my work ethic is pretty crazy. So she says that always inspires her. And she says I'm fearless. I don't feel fearless inside, but she says I am. So that means a lot coming from her. You really are the people you are, you're around. Yeah, that's definitely true. Even if you like try to avoid that fact, subconsciously, you'll become the energy you're around. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's why fun. I mean, like I was talking to this guy a couple months ago and I really liked him, but like, Everything he said was like negative about himself or like, oh, I'm doing this today. And I'm like, do I really want to talk to somebody like that? That makes me feel like ho-hum about life. No. 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 <laughs> so, and I like in the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah, I can like kind of stay above that. And I tell him like, hey, lighten up. But I, I have to admit to myself sooner or later, it's going to rub off on me. So I think that's what that sort of toxicity or negativity is it seeps in it does it does and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with you know being a pessimist but i can't do that because i'm already overthinking so much in my head i don't <laughs> what are you overthinking about how people perceive me in what way and through what lens i just anywhere i am like i just hope people see me as a good person and one thing I'm realizing, too, like that I'm learning about myself is that I just want to be seen as like Chloe, Chloe and not like the Chloe people think I am. So even after a show, I'll immediately take off my costume and my makeup off like because it's a job. Yeah. It's a job that I love and it's a career that I'm making money from. But I don't ever want the lines to be blurred where I think that's who I am. And I think I went into a dark hole where I put so much of my validation of myself and my worth based off of my work and the product that I'm making so if something doesn't go well with that then I'm just beating myself up so I'm just like I just want to live and be happy and then that's I, I just kind of look at it as like two different lives like Hannah Montana so what is the difference <laughs> <laughs> by the way like, I very much understand that's the both worlds I'll take it slow and then I'll rock out the show <laughs> For, exactly. Yeah. First of all, I very much know the Cheetah Girls. Okay. Yeah. That, honestly, I, I. I'm referencing a lot. I've I've almost <laughs> never been more insulted ever in my life than you. Wondering. Well, of course if you I know, but like see it and know the characters' know? names, yes. like you know. We are sisters. We stand together. We make up yes. one big family, even though we don't. We look don't the look same. the same. Our spots are different, different <laughs> colors. <laughs> oh, I feel alive for the first time in a minute. Damn. Um. Wait, lost my train of thought. Uh, the difference between her and on stage and her. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm giving try. <laughs> What's the difference between who is on stage and the Chloe that we're talking to now? The Chloe on stage and like the Chloe you guys see, she's like confident, badass, sexy. And the crazy thing is while I'm taking those photos or right before I go on stage, like I'm in my head like, okay, stand up straight. Look fearless. <laughs> like I just have like I'm so in my head. I get nervous. Bad. I'm such a nerd, but nobody really thinks that, I guess, by my outer shell until they really know me. You know, I think that's really common. 
like amongst people who are in your position. Yeah. Especially like to the, the height mm-hmm. and the degree you, you're in, you know, mm-hmm. and I think way more common than people think. Yeah, it is. And I think it's healthy too, to oh. be honest. Like I always <laughs> tell people like, this isn't real. It's not real. The same people who love you today will hate you tomorrow. So you can't put who you are as a human being based off of that. And that's what I'm learning. And like, I've been traveling a lot more. I've been like the happiest I've been like just living. And I'm such a workaholic. Like I hate having free days, but I'm in the process of like learning to love the free days. Or if I'm not going to enjoy the free day, what can I do to enjoy that? Oh, wait, this is all things you learn as you go. Yeah. There's no way you know it all. No. At the start. Nope. And even when I learn more, I still don't know it all. And that, but that's also the, you know, makes it exciting. It's scary as hell. Yeah. But yeah. Not bored. Not bored for sure. Uh. Not bored for sure. <laughs> and like also you have a great human being <sighs> you have in your sister. Yes. And in, I don't know, Beyonce to call. Yeah. In terms of like, I don't know, just security and understanding and yeah, just I, reassure all of it. Yeah. I have the greatest group of fearless women around me like you know sis and b like you mentioned and also my godmom like she's my manager so i'm happy that even when i am going places to work i still have her there right next to me and because i deal with anxiety and being in my head and things like that just even being able to look over and see her like give me a reassuring smile i'm like okay i can breathe a bit easier i got this that like literally means the most yeah it does it does And so how are you picking who's with you in the studio when you're doing your solo project? Yeah, to be honest, just the engineer and the producer and me. Who who are they to you and how will you, you, I'm assuming you know them enough to be vulnerable to a certain degree, right? Like I like to have fun and laugh and I like to converse because like anytime I hear something, I'm like, oh wait, that's a song. And I have a whole notes thing in my phone that's like, things I've heard that I'm like, okay, song ideas. And before I used to do them in random, like different notes and I could never go back and find them. So now I just pinned it at the top of my notes. So how are you crafting production then? Are you like taking the the lyric ideas that you have in your phone and then crafting production to it or what's the process? So right now, to be honest, I am working with this producer who I really like enjoy and trust. And that's says a lot for me because I usually like getting different sounds and stuff from a whole array of people um so i've been like i'm still like vocal and like i want this here i want that there but it's i'm kind of like in a learning sponge mode again right now so it's pretty cool that is exciting yeah it is because i i always want to beat myself not like that no like you, you want to up myself 100 percent. you the bar resets every time yeah 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 i totally get it <laughs> Um, by the way, the, the album really is great. Thank you. Yeah. The, the opening is chilling. Thank you. Yeah, that choir is fucking incredible. Thank you. That's my voice in the choir from Louis Armstrong's Swamp Song. So good. Thank you. Really good. My grandpa would always sing that to me every time I'd go visit him in South Carolina. Like I'd come through the doors and he'd be like, Chloe. And even then, young Chloe, then I was like, I'm going to use that one day. What is like, the album has such versatility. Thank you. Is there one story you're telling with it or is it a host of different ones? Yeah. The main theme that I'm sharing is that I'm broken as fuck, but here is me putting the pieces together and making it look like it's effortless. 
That's the theme of the project. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It read that way, by the way. Good. <laughs> I mean, pray it away is this internal fight that is, Ooh. I understand. Yes. And I really love that record. I first heard it and I'm always into signs and people and everything. And Jazzy, she's amazing. She's an amazing writer. I kept seeing her like three, four times that week randomly. So I'm at the studio and I'm going to the bathroom. I see her walking past me in the bathroom like, hey, girl, hey, what's up? So I get back into the studio and I'm with Teresa and I'm like, I saw Jazzy. I was like, I'm going to go see if she has something because I'm like, I keep seeing her. It's a sign. So she comes in the, and I guess the same time I told her, her manager hit her as well. So Jazzy's in there and she plays a couple records and she plays Prayed Away. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want this. So then I finished writing it out and I wanted to add a choir to it. It's it's quite tucked in there, but you'll hear it. I wanted yeah. them to sing, you know, the, the stacked vocals I cut on it. And I really love the message of that song, you know, whether it's a relationship or just life in general. Like anytime shit is getting me down, I just have to pray because sometimes when you feel hopeless and helpless, it, you make things worse by trying to figure it out. So when I'm stressed or like going in a dark hole, I take a nap. Oof, that's good. Just to reset my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll wake up and it won't seem that bad anymore. Got to find the calm when you want to go and beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Boxing is great. I got to do boxing classes again. But that, because mm. I'm not a violent person and I don't yell. Like, I'm learning now to claim the strength in my voice and articulating what I mean and setting boundaries for myself, whether it's in personal or business. And that's great. And even relationships. But I don't yell. So the times where I am angry, it just starts to feel like a squeezing of the chest. And that's never good because it's good not to put off your negative emotions on someone else. But if you don't release them some way, then you're doing harm to yourself as well. So that's why I love working out and swimming and boxing, because that's when I kind of release. Endorphins and stress. And yeah. 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 I got to do that, that thing called working out. Yeah, my all-time favorite place to do that is swimming. Like, mm. if I'm feeling down, these are my three things I'll do. Sleep, eat a great meal, <laughs> and I'll swim. That's yeah. if I'm around the ocean. Uh, you'll swim in the ocean? Oh, yeah. I'd prefer oh. an ocean over a pool. Really? Yes. I haven't swam in the ocean in years. Oh, my gosh. Now, the thing is, LA's water is cold. Yeah, it's scary. So, like, Pacific Ocean is just cold. We got to go to the Atlantic. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Like, Miami water. Oh, that's nice. We're and like, St. Lucia. Oh, my gosh. That's my ooh. favorite place. That's my sanctuary now. Yeah, that's a, like, that's where it's, like, crystal blue, Yeah. Yes. And the thing is, the temperature is the same the whole year. They just have dry and wet season. Oh, sick. And it's like, I can just be myself and be free. I Like when I'm out there, I won't have any makeup. Like I'll wear shorts, my ass out. And usually I'm worried about <laughs> cellulite and stuff, but like nobody cares. That's the life. And I just wake up and I swim. Damn. And it's like. <sighs> like one with yourself and Mother Earth. Yeah. I feel, there is something like, I, I. there's something about the ocean. And you you it puts things in perspective at how small you are to this world and then all of the big problems that feel like oh i can't make it it makes that smaller too because it's like it doesn't matter it does but when i'm right here this small next to this big vast body of water it mm. doesn't matter fuck that hits <laughs> how often do you get away like and do you do it strategically i like just started getting away 
recently and I'm going to do it a lot more. <laughs> That's why I'm happy right now. I just got back like a couple days ago. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. When did you cut these Christmas records? I cut these Christmas records two months ago. So what is that? Is that August? Yeah, August with Jeff Giddy. I was like, what's up, Jeff? So I did Don't Make It Harder on Me with him and I and Sis and Busy Boy. And, you know, we have like, he's just amazing. So I just love how he uses live instrumentation. And like, I'm sampling classics. So I, I want to keep the soul and the funk alive, but still like modernize it. And I could have like made it like some weird dark electronic shit. But I was like, that's not the vibe. Jeff, what are you doing? So I went to his home studio and his baby girl was there and he had a couple musicians and he's so cool. He nerds out like me and we did it. So uh, how do we pick these records? Yeah. So honestly, I got to give credit to the director of the film and Amazon because they gave me a list of songs and I was like, I want this and this one. By the way, Candy Cane Lane. Yeah. Eddie Murphy's movie. Yeah. Tracy Ellis Ross. That's my girl. You did Otis Redding's Merry Christmas Baby. Yes. Classic. Yes, it is. What's the process like? Like, How do you maintain the soul and essence of the original, but also make it your own? So what we did after the production and stuff, and I was like, he like played everything for me. And I was like, okay, maybe take this out here, bring this in here, do that. And then I had my engineer, um, I had him rip and make it like acapella of, o of Otis's thing. And I wanted to just make sure I was keeping the melodies consistent, but then I would like trail off and do my own thing. So I want to do, I want to honor the original artwork that was there, but not make it the same. Oh, that's cool. So you stripped his version to acapella? Uh-huh. Just so I could, as I was recording, I would just flip back to his and just listen to his soul and his voice. Oh, wow. Just to kind of get my headspace there. And then I'd go back to recording my version. Did you do something similar for Winter Wonderland? Yes, I did. Wow. Yes. And I loved how nostalgic, you know, the walking in the winter wonderland was. And, you know, it sounds a little spooky a bit. So we chopped some of that in there to make it like a little dark, the little dark, cool, spooky shit I like, but just a little bit. <laughs> just, it's so Christmas. It's, it's Christmas, Christmas, not yeah. Halloween. It's Christmas. Yeah. You're reminding yourself that? Yeah. <laughs> but that's and the thing cool. is, I'm a big scaredy cat, but sonically, I love dark shit. Mm. Well, that's really awesome. I like Thanks. that you really tried to keep the essence of the original alive. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Thank you. Wow. What are you thinking, Dan? How do you get in the holiday spirit in August? It's hot as shit outside. Oh, that's true. The, and the thing is about LA, it never snows no. for Christmas. And I'm like, God, just one day, that'll be great. But, you know. <laughs> Go to the Grove. I'm such a. <laughs> say go to the Grove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a jolly person. And the thing is, it was scorching hot outside. <laughs> scorching <laughs> and i was eating peaches and stuff as i was recording yeah, it's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah no but i'm such like we're the chestnuts yeah i'm like this is literally me all the time so it was easy to get there <laughs> you don't bring in like a santa or a tree <laughs> oh i should have huh i know the santa. thing is now that i live on my own and i have to give kudos to hallie because she'll she has her tree up right now that's impressive. And the thing is with me, I didn't put a tree up last year because I don't want to have to put it down. <laughs> so I just went to my godmom's house and she like, oh, her trees are just immaculate. And she does it herself. Oh, wow. Immaculate. Best ones I've ever seen before in my life. But, you know, shout out to them because I can still be in the Christmas spirit without doing too much work. See, I kind of live for this. Yeah. I'm, I, this is my first opportunity to like decorate for Christmas. 
Yeah. I'm thinking about doing it, actually. You should. But my fear is exactly what you, what you just stated. Putting which it is, away. I won't put it away. What's going to what happen is it will be April. It'll still be up. It will yeah. be August. It'll still be up. And at that point, it's like, okay, let's just do it again. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm just going to live through other people and their decorations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, you know, I'll get candy canes. Sick. I'll get, you know cute little things to put on the table but oh, like a trinket than, yeah the tchotchke and i'll have the christmas music playing in the background beautiful that's all i need beautiful yeah that's good i mean it's giving and it's, the christmas shopping that'll immediately get uh, me in the spirit it's giving jolly yeah it's giving ho 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 <laughs> ho 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 yes <laughs> is it was it scary to get your like this may be a dumb question but was it like scary to get your own instagram account yeah it was like i was like okay what do i post but the thing is i had a finsta so a lot of the shit that went up there early on was from my Finsta like months ago. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. How'd you determine who made it to the Finstagram and who didn't? I think just what like kind of matched what I thought was cool for the grid. Like Finsta, you can be more like, mm. I had a bunch of memes on there and the dancing videos. Like I love to dance. I would literally just put my LED lights on in my room, learn choreography from YouTube videos and just dance in my room. Sick. That's what I would do on my off time. So that was up on my Finsta for months. It wasn't like I filmed it for the world to see. It was just like for myself. And I want to look back and be like, oh, yeah, girl, whip the hair. <laughs> <laughs> because before COVID, like I would go to Millennium, take random dance classes. Sick. Aisha Francis heels class. Like I just love shit like that. Like using the body to feel confident as a woman. That's why I feel the most sexy. Damn, that's that's incredible. And it also applies to work, right? Like yeah. this hobby and passion yeah. fuels this larger passion, obviously. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm another person on stage. Like, oh, and then I get off stage and I'm back to me. <laughs> do you, I mean, do you acknowledge the differences between the Chloe that, like, in, in, is there a different Chloe in the studio? Like, is it the same Chloe on stage that's in the studio? No, the Chloe in the studio is the nerd, the biggest nerd overthinking da, 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 everything has to be right everything like i'll be in there for hours and when i get tired i just pop an energy drink what's your like go-to they have to pay me to say okay got but it. i put all my friends onto it i'm not gonna say the name so they want to <laughs> pay me and spend some money on me when's your, when's your birthday july 1st what are you i'm may 2nd so are you a taurus, taurus. Yeah. my older sister's a taurus i'm a cancer what are you i'm a sagittarius nice i love sag my god brother's a sag he's my best friend Wow, you have a good They're very like headstrong, dominant. They know what they want. Yeah. Uh, yeah they're like bosses. Jay Z's a Sag. That should just tell you what a Sag yeah, is. Right yeah, there. makes yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's an honor to work with you, Dan. <laughs> You're right, it is. <laughs> I have a question. Did you always know who Chloe the solo artist is gonna be? Or no. did you okay. Sometimes I still don't know. I just make music and if I like it, I'm like, yeah. But isn't that like life growth too? That's what I'm saying. Like, I will always be proud of In Pieces, even I know of years from now, because I was at such a low point in my life. And even looking back on it, like now, I'm like, yeah, I've made it into something great. I took my pain and turned it into something powerful. That's... And I will never be in that exact place again. Of course, I'll have lows, but that specific low, I'll always remember how I overcame that just by listening to the project. When did you really feel like you had overcome it? Was that the end of the process? Was it mm, when it was towards released? the end of the process. And to be honest, you take it day by day. Yeah. Like some days are better than others. But do you use music still to help manage that? Oh, yeah. And living. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm such a workaholic, I would use working to escape from dealing with problems. 
Yeah. But weirdly, like your work is fueled by living your yeah. life. Like the problems you're facing. Exactly. So when I'm more inspired is when I'm living. What does family mean today in terms of inspiration? I feel like it grounds you. And like this outside stuff isn't real. So you have to have that base, the people around you who can tell you how it is, like it is, if your shit stinks. It's true. <laughs> like I don't want to have people around me that's like, everything's great about you. Because it's not. We're flawed human beings. I want to perfect who I am as a human being. And I feel like that's when you need your support system. And not they who do it in a way where it uplifts you, makes you see your flaws and do better with them, but not tear you down because there's a fine line. You also have to be careful of the people around you who just make you feel shitty about yourself. It's knowing that it's coming from the right place with the right motivation. Exactly. And and trust. Yes. There yeah, is, to me, family is trust. And there's something to like doing it for more than just you, right? Yeah. Like everything is for more than just the yeah. I, it's yeah. the we. Yeah. That's powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are such a happy, positive person. How do you prevent the internet from bringing you down? Um, so I have a new method now. Share. I post on Instagram and I delete it again. And I haven't been on Twitter in a very long time. Like I took a three month break like around April from all socials, I'd send it to my person at the label to post. But now, like, I like the art of, like, putting together carousels and shit. Like, I do it for my godmom's page, and Hallie will send me pictures. Like, can you fix this for me or, like, <laughs> make the colors pop? And I'm like, yeah. So I feel like I'm a professional photo iPhone editor. <laughs> Casual. Yeah. I should add it to my resume. As I'm great. Say, put I'm it to fantastic. The <laughs> I am fantastic. <laughs> Maybe that's what happens like when you take a break, you know, and then you reconnect at a fresh moment. Yes, and the thing is, you don't need to have the apps on your phone to do that. No. Nah. So then I'll just download it, post, and then delete again. And I'm like, people are like, oh, I love your pictures. It's going crazy online. What? Oh, great. Oh, you don't even care about the reaction. You just no. you do it for the art. Because if I, like, this is the thing that I've learned. I'd be like, oh, I hope people like this. So if I post something and they like it, it's like, great. Ding, ding, ding. Have you seen the Black Mirror episode? They have the ratings. Yes. That's what it'd feel like. But then yeah. if people talk shit about it, it really brings you down. Totally. So I'm like, if I like it, then I like it. Do you have that same approach to music? Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the creative process, yes. Yeah. After, like, when it's time for mixing and mastering, that's when I get in my head like, oh, shit, I hope people like it. I understand that because yeah. it's like the final stage. Yeah. It's hard to go back at that moment. In time. Yeah. I mean, not for me. <laughs> I'm sure everybody you work with loves to hear that. Oh, so I feel like, <laughs> I feel like people, the thing is, <laughs> I'm always texting wee hours of the night in the morning and I just, I have to do better because people have work hours. Me, I'm like, I'm always working. Yeah. <laughs> That's a flaw. It's okay. <laughs> I, I would, I was not expecting to hear Future on an acoustic song. Oh, yes. How'd you get him on Cheap Back? And like when you sent it to him, you're like, hey, I know this is different, but let's Let me try. tell you something. I love Future for that. It kind of gave me, you know, the Lil Wayne song? You had a lot of crooks on oh. steal your heart. It kind of <laughs> gave me that vibe with him on it in a great way. That used to be one of my favorite songs, How to Love. Lil Wayne ate that. Is it like hard to convince him to do that? Huh? What'd you say? Is it hard to convince him to hop on an acoustic record? No. Future is like... 
okay, people know Future as Future, yeah. but Future's so talented. Like, I know people know he's talented, but, like, he's, like, great at his craft. Like, even just off the songs he's written for other people, like, he's more than just, like, Future. He's, like, a song crafter. If You know? Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't have any worries. I was like, oh, he's about to eat that. And he ate. Yes. Left no crumbs. No. Good shit. Like the plate clean. Yeah. By the way, you can listen to all of Chloe's music. It's waiting for you on Amazon Music, including that Christmas stuff. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Ho. Yes. Well, I, I want to go back to Cheap Back. I know you've told the story, but can you tell us the story behind Cheap Yes. Back? Okay, so when I cut Cheap Back, I had COVID. So my friend Teron, who I wrote Have Mercy with, he texted me this song. Oh, Jeff Giddy produced that. We and oh. I, He and I did that, who I did the Christmas songs with. So Fun fact. Full, uh, <laughs> full circle. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So... Tehran, he said it to me and he was like, oh, you know, I was in the studio with Jeff. We wrote this for you. So I played. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I just was I just got cheated on. So I think that's why I wrote the who's calling me. Wait, you want to take it? <laughs> Who is it? So, <laughs> so it has to be someone good when you give me a look like that. We did not even be coy about it. Like, didn't even try to hide it. Yeah, like you, you're begging me to ask. Like with that look, you're you're begging me to pry. You know, just like certain people will call you and it just puts a smile on your face. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, oh. I got cheated on. Right? Is it, wait, is it a guy? Is it? They called you? I don't know. Not the other guy. It's a human being. Okay. Well, sorry to gender them. Is it, um, well, so, okay, keep going. So you got yeah. cheated on. Yeah. <laughs> so I got cheated on, right? I was, I had COVID. I was all in my head and my feelings. So then I, that's why I was like, I was never good enough for you. You said you didn't believe in monogamy, all that stuff. And that's like, it just is like, I'm bored in my place. I'm going to cut this. So I had COVID and I cut cheat back and I was belting and all. Breathing, like, but I was belting and all. You did it while you had COVID. Yeah. Damn. Thank did God you, I'm great now. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think that record that would have come if you didn't have COVID? Maybe were you like because that does something to your mentals. You're in a certain place. That's what I'm saying. Everything happens for a reason. I don't wish that on anybody, and you know. But I feel like, for me, I think maybe it had to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry that you got cheated on. It's all right. Been a couple times. You know, I feel like really? no matter how bad of a bitch you are, sometimes niggas will cheat. What do you think? Is it immaturity? Is it scared? Yeah, it's not a you thing. It's a no. them thing. Oh, every time. And like anytime I find out somebody cheats, I move on. And they don't believe me. I'll tell them in the beginning. I'm like, you know, we're imperfect humans, but you cheat on me, I'm out. And they don't believe me till their number's blocked. That's... I don't. How do you find out they're cheating on you? They just straight mm. up tell you. God, Instagram, mm. life, <laughs> all the above. Them not putting away evidence. Really? Panties, oh, hair yeah. ties. You found panties. A in lash you. extension on the shower floor. That's not mine. And I haven't been wearing lashes for a while. <laughs> but I kept that to myself. I just waited to just collect more evidence. Jesus. Yeah. How long would you like wait before you would tell someone? How much evidence did you need? Till they can't deny it. Till I can't be gaslit out of it. Mm. Shit. Yeah. Sorry. Nobody really, nobody oh, deserves chilling. that. I know I'm you are. You're, you're doing great. great but. You know, but let me tell you something. <laughs> I've just thought of it while I'm while I'm here with you. The glow up period after a breakup is great. And 
I'm usually the one who breaks up. Yeah. And but the thing is, I'm so it's the cancer. I still am attached. Mm. So even though I broke up with the person, I'm still crying. I'll be on the treadmill on the stairmaster. Just to do something to get my mind off of it. So the glow up out of it is great. That you're right. Glass and the songs full. that come out of it, yes. great. Fuck yeah. And when I was younger, I'd always be like, you know, God, I want to meet my person as quick as possible. But if I have to go through heartbreak a couple times for some music, I'll do it. Because, you know, Adele, I said that when she put out 19. I was like, you know, if I have to go through that to make that or miseducation of Lauren, all of that, I was like. You manifested this. Yeah, but now I'm like, all right, enough heartache. <laughs> what is pushing you to wanting your your person? I think fairy tales. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> fairy tales. And I feel like. Going back to manifestation, like you can't have it all. I can't be a strong woman, huh? career oriented, just have to meet my other half. Not that I'm missing my other half, but like just to kind of come on top. That's it. Like, you know, we just merged. Compliment. Yeah. Do you see that with Hallie? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's the yin to my yang. We're the polar opposites. And our cats show that. <laughs> So, but do you, do you want that in a partner? Like, do you want your exact opposite? Would I want somebody who brings things out of me that I can't bring out of myself. Fuck yeah! I want to. I want somebody to teach me things. Yes, I'm stimulated by the mind. I found out it's because my Venus is Gemini, mm. but I I want to be mentally stimulated. Like, if you bore me mentally, no. Like, I want you to teach me some shit. Like, oh yeah, babe, that's yeah. How are we finding people? How am I finding people? Well, that's the thing. I work so much. So just got to be open as you live. Yeah. You know, a couple of years ago, I downloaded Raya and it sucked. Yeah. 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 I'm like, who? Yeah. what? I just saw a bunch of people I work with. Literally. Yeah. I'm like, swipe, 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 swipe. I deleted <laughs> it. I'm like, why am I paying for this? Just to see people I can see on Instagram. <laughs> it's true. What do you think? Uh, I just want to know about Princess Cut. That came out recently. Oh, yes. I love that song. Yeah. Shout out to Offset. How that Offset. came about? How that came about? He's such a great guy. I love him and Cardi so much. He texted me. He was like, "Yo, I got this record." No, he DM'd me. He was like, "Yo, I got this record. I want you on." I'll be like, "Bet." Text it to me. He sent it to me. I was like, "Oh, this is great." Mm -hmm. I cut it like in the next three days. I sent it back to him. He sent me a voice memo. He was like, "You are the quickest person to ever get me back something." Ari Lennox said that too. Like, <laughs> I, if I listen Casual. to something, like when I'm inspired, I just do it. And I think, too, because I'm like, do unto others how you want them to do unto you. Yeah. I hate when people take like months and forever to get me a feature back. Because then by then I'm like, okay, on to the next. But something just happened so organically. Like nothing was forced. Everything just exactly. flowed. It was just through friendship. And I like fell in love with the song. I went in, I cut it. And it was cool to be able, like, you know how guys are always like, yeah, get on your knees, get in the shower, I'll fuck you on the balcony. It was nice to be able to say exactly what he said, but as a woman, like, yeah, cook for me, mm -hmm. and I'm going to fuck you on the balcony. Love it. Yeah. The universe is on your side. I can feel it. <sighs> you know, I, my music director told me something. He said, and when he said it, I got chills. He said, everything that you have gone through he said, I know God and the angels are watching over you because anyone who's been through this would have broken right now and never been able to come back from it. And I said, you know the fuck what? Yeah. So through every setback and everything, God has brought me out of it and I become stronger and better. Like life is tough and I feel like life has been specifically tough for me. But 
It's about how you wear it and what you do with it. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's empowering. And again, like that's, that doesn't just come to you. You got to live it and hurt and experience it. Ooh, yeah. To get there. Yeah. What are you thinking? The last thing is like, do you think there's some people who just still see you as this little girl making you? Absolutely. And you're, cause I was like the lyrics you just said, I'm like, some people just can't understand that you're a grown woman. I'm 25. I'm five years from 30, but I can't, (laughs) I can't be, I can't be mad because like, so sis and I, we had this pink collection of our clothes collab. Mind you, I loved Madison Peters from like the game plan and like Corey's house. (laughs) She came to the event. Wait, that's so weird because she randomly came up in discussion before you came. Really? Like the See, fucking another universe. Sign. It's so weird. She came to the event and like I've seen her on Instagram. She's a baddie. Yeah. And like seeing her in person, like I still saw her from the game plan with The Rock. So I can't really be mad at people because even Marseille, she's a baddie. Oh my gosh, I told her even like before I guess the world knew it, I was like, girl, you got a body on you. We were filming Grownish. I was like, look at that body, girl. <laughs> I was like, the tiny waist, the like. And she's just so gorgeous. So even like when I see her sometimes, I'm like, oh my gosh. So I can't be mad at people for seeing me like that, but like, give me a break now. I think it's also, I think you were dropping in pieces while your sister was starring in a Disney movie. So they're like, well, why isn't she doing that too? Yeah, it's like, so it's like, the thing is people don't realize like yes we're a group and we're sisters but like how we are in life we're two completely different individuals mm-hmm. so I think it's cool how we're both doing our thing like but in different ways yeah. and then when we come together it's that special too Hell yeah. and that's what I think what makes the group so special is because sonically we're not compromising anything like you get my love of heavy beats and like talking shit but then you have the sweet softness of my sister's voice and the jazz harmonies and things like that so it's not like we're telling the other you can't be who you are we're just making it blend nice it's beautifully executed by the way thank you just in terms of like yeah you guys were a duo and then you've Mm -hmm. beautifully done your own thing Mm -hmm. and then we'll come and do your own thing when you do it it's gonna hit that much harder yes and i just like imagine the tour when we have our next album that's gonna be insane because when ungodly hour came out during the pandemic we didn't get to tour the songs we were performing on the tennis court (laughs) So that'll be a, that'll be an epic moment too. Can I ask, like, what does it feel like to see a Disney character of your sister, like at Disneyland, like? Oh wow! Because like that is I can't even I can't even begin to pro like, dude. The most famous person in the world is Mickey, you know? Mickey. And like, <laughs> what that character is to tens and tens yeah. of millions of kids. Yeah. And to see it in that tangible way. It's crazy, but yet it makes so much sense that it was my sister. (laughs) Like, just her singing tone and her talking tone. Now, she's an Aries, so don't let it fool you. My girl is gangsta. But, like, she's such a Disney princess character. Like how she talks to people, like, like, oh. (laughs) Like, that's her. And it was crazy, too, even before the movie came out, like when she came back from London, we went to Disneyland, and right when we walked in, the Little Mermaid song came on. That's, and I was like, "Yeah, that's my Little Mermaid." The responsibility hits different. It all like feels. It does. It, it all does. feels it has to feel different. It does. And I was like, "Girl, I'm cooler now because of you." Like yeah. <laughs> I was telling her that. When little kids come up to me, sometimes they'll be like, "Are you Little Mermaid?" I'm like, "No, but I'm Little Mermaid's sister." <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that? <laughs> 
<laughs> when I picture that, 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 that go down so vividly. <laughs> Sorry. I'm looking yeah. at like little Johnny with like a lollipop <laughs> and a baseball cap. <laughs> You're an icon. Thanks. You're, fu- You're fucking amazing. Thank you. <laughs> what do you uh, final thoughts? No, I just love the positivity. It's great. Thank you. You really are so special. When I'm not hungry. Are you hungry? Yeah, you're not hungry right now. Apparently, I had some watermelon. Oh, sick! Mm. And there's like and th- Swedish fish. Is there is that tender greens over there for you? Yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. When I'm hangry, that's the rare moments where I'm like emo. Well, we'll keep you fed here at Amazon yeah. Music. I promise <laughs> you. And I really thank you for your honesty today and your positivity yeah. and. Your energy is absolutely incredible. Thank and you. So are you guys. Uh, I had fun. Thanks. You got me with this. Well, Apollo yeah. in cat form. It's yeah. just, again, the universe is so on your side. <laughs> yeah. As you release music, our studio is always open. Please come. Like I know. will come back. Yeah, I really appreciate I it. I like you guys here. Well, it's so mutual. And I had watermelon. Real recognizes and real. And with my face on it. That's scary a little bit, yeah? Well, I don't know if they're vegan or not. So we'll verify. if they're not vegan, I'll just prop them up in my house. Sick. And I won't eat my face. That's, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's good. See, no cannibalism here. That's <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, everybody. <laughs> it's the Zach Sang Show.